Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos. Oh, I... <risa> wow. <risa> you always say bienvenidos. I always say and welcome to <risa> Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. <laughs> and here I am fucking it up. Sorry, my bad. I mean, no, it's the same exact word. It means the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, here we are. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I was thinking earlier today that we've been starting our episodes recently just being like, I drank too much. I was smoking too much weed. So I'm just going to tell you, I feel great. I've been hydrating. The sun is shining. I'm doing wonderfully. The sun is not might shining not be true, but... over here. I'm doing great too. I did not drink yesterday. Or... You look great. Thank you. I put a little mascara on because I did a live uh, with my friend Riley earlier Listen, today, and she's busy. A bitch is busy. A bitch got a. <laughs> a... We watched uh, Night of the Living Dead, which you can mm-hmm. find an episode of Night of the Living Dead here on Uikiorror. Uh, hello, it's a great episode. And yeah, I fucking had a, a very large cold brew with a shot of espresso on it. I'm Strap fucking, on, everybody. We are <laughs> strap on. We are <laughs> firing. I almost said firing from both ends. That's diarrhea and vomiting, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Depends on what we ate before. You uh, never know. Firing from both from cylinders? From all cylinders? Oh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, Something like that with cars it. or boats. Or, is that a car <laughs> thing? A boat? I don't know. A plane? I thought it was a gun thing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so butch, you know. Girl. All of the above. Listen, wow. who fucking knows? We are nailing it. Can I actually... I know this is so stupid. No, please. But I really would like to do a corrections corner very quickly, and I just uh-huh. want to get your take on these, okay? Okay. Let's talk about killer fish. Okay. Also, listen, if you haven't listened to our Killer Fish episode, listen to it. Go over there. When Gabrielle leaves the plane, when we first meet her, she gets out of the plane and she says that line that we were both confused about. This is going to be the best honeymoon ever. Right. That's because this is her fucking honeymoon with Lasky. Okay, (laughs) but how how are we supposed to fucking know that? We're not at all. All, but all I'm saying is like with what you told me at the remember when you're like, remember when she bumps into him, like, yeah. you look familiar. And then at the end of the movie, when he's like, you thought I was going to bring you to South America for nothing, right? I'm assuming that they are on their fucking heist thievery honeymoon right now. Wow, okay, okay. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I think I was that's like, a, a solid theory, it's a possibility. To have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this to say, uh, who cares? <laughs> But I just wanted to bring it up because I love it when I'm listening to our episodes and I'm like, you did not figure that you I I at least did not put this together. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. we're here to fucking talk movies. So let's keep talking movies. Yeah, uh, let's do it. This week was my pick. Yes. And I picked a movie from the United States. It is called Bingo Hell. Now, this movie mm. just came out. Like, I'm talking within the last month. So... 
please watch it before you listen to this episode. Like, remember when we did Al Morir La Matine? Yeah. Watch the movie before you, you know, get into this episode. Please. And it's, just... a, it's an Amazon movie, so it's on Prime. So it's very, yeah. it's easily accessible to all. Yes. Give, give Jeff Bezos your money and watch <laughs> this film. Ugh. I mean, but on the other hand, you will be supporting Gigi. I'm going to say Saul. Saul. Saul oh, Guerrero. I was saying Saul. But Saul. Sure. Well, Gigi. Saul Guerrero, who is a lovely Mexican slash Canadian director. Yeah. So, you know, you will also be supporting her. So why don't you give us a little synopsis of what this movie is about? Of course. Thank you, IMDb, as always, providing us with words. In the barrio of Oak Springs lives a strong and stubborn group of elderly friends who refuse to be gentrified. Their leader, Lupita, keeps them together as a community, a family, but little did they know their beloved bingo hall is about to be sold to a much more powerful force than money itself. That's a that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, solid. Okay. Bingo Hell from the United States of America, 2021. It was written by Shane McKenzie, Gigi Saul Guerrero, or Saul, and Perry Blackshear, and directed by Gigi Saul Guerrero. Are we ready? Ready. Okay, let's go. We hear a phone ring. We hear goopy sounds. And we start to see our credits. And the credits are like dripping green goo. Very goosebumpy. Totally. We hear an answering machine say, Hi, you've reached Mario and Patricia. Leave us a message and we'll call you back. Do people still know? Have an answering <laughs> machine? Do know what an answering machine is? Do you, youths? Do you? Youths. You tell us. Youths of the world, tell us. <laughs> Have you heard of this thing called an answering machine? When I was younger, I used to like fully bogart the answering machine. And my mom and dad were like, please stop. And I would leave and I would the outgoing message would be like, hi, you've just called this house, blah, blah, blah. And then once I became a teen, I was like, I <laughs> constantly, constantly would record no doubts, spider webs. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spider web. So leave a message and I'll call you back. Yep. Oh my God. And my mom and dad were like, what the Fuck. To quote Dorothy's Bornak, the final piece of the puzzle, it just <laughs> says so much about who you are uh, that I can picture you as a child being like, hi, leave a message for the Clarks. Uh, <laughs> and I love her. Uh, so, what an idiot. But also, we need a five-page paper from the youths telling us what is an answering machine. What do I, you think I an don't answering machine is? You know. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to this movie. So we hear Besame Mucho playing Besame. on a record player. Gorgeous. Besame Always moves me. Mucho. And in comes Mario, who's this older dude. He's dancing solo. He's holding a briefcase. He seems elated. Mm. He goes up to a picture of a lovely woman on the wall, and he says, my love, we're finally getting out of here. I sold it to him. I love you. But then another voice starts to float in, and it seems to be in Mario's head. Yeah. I w also, right? I was like, the minute he said, I sold it, I was like, your soul. Ooh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the voice in Mario's head says, 
she would be so proud. Always a winner. You want her to be proud of you, don't you? So then Mario goes up to a table with a circular tin on it, and the cover of the tin has like a little cross as the handle. Yeah. And with his back to us, Mario opens the tin and he starts to munch on something super crunchy, and he's like really shoving it in. Yeah. He starts to choke, and we finally get a shot of what it is in the tin, and it's like full of smoking bingo balls. Also, because it was a tin that had like a little cross on it, I was like, oh, I wonder if these are ohtias. You know what an ohtia is? No, remind me. The the body of God, of Christ, like the little crackers. That's what I, because usually they're kept in like a container. Like that? Similar, I think. The tin felt very purposeful, and I'm going to say I'm not a very religious person, so I didn't recognize it. At first, I was like, is that an urn? Ernie. There's Ernie vibes. In terms of like the, because I'm going to say this movie has like demon-y vibes. I mean, right off the bat, I sold it, and the first thing I thought was my soul. I was like, the the devil. The devil is here what you're saying that makes sense so he's shoving in these bingo balls he collapses to the ground along with the briefcase the briefcase bursts open and like money oh my god one hundred dollar bills go flying everywhere yeah the bingo balls go flying as well they're bouncing all over the place and mario is just choking and yeah. whimpering and gurgling and he dies and there's also green goo all over like the briefcase Mm -hmm. and like on him and the balls and stuff it's all very it's very goopy and and gross which i was like i think eileen will like this because you're a fan of the goop i like the the goop I'll say this. I wanted the goop to be a little less. I don't mind it being green. I feel like a lot of times green goop, it depends on the color of the green that it uh, can be as effective as possible. And I feel like this was a little too, it looked a little much. Jelly? A little too, it looked a little too much like gel I put in my hair when I was a teen pressing record on spider webs. I can smell the gel that you're describing right now. So I wanted Um, it to be a little bit more opaque rather than like see through yeah mm-hmm. you know you you <laughs> this reminds me of our what the ritual of death episode when you were uh-huh. like the color is off and i just <laughs> won't have it <laughs> so listen a message to the world be specific and would be be better with your color choices for your eileen clark <laughs> has to look a, has be good about the colors of your goop is all i want to say that's all she's asking for <laughs> so poor mario is dead we then get our title <laughs> card. <laughs> uh, the title card, it says Bingo Hall with like neon letters, like a sign. Yeah. Pero the A starts to flicker. It turns into an E. Bingo, Bingo hell. hell. Very cool, I must yeah, say. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so we are in the neighborhood of Oak Springs, which I will lovingly describes, describe as like well-loved, well-worn, ramshackle. You know what sure, I mean? Like sure. She's used. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to say something also about the music of this movie. Like, there are popular songs that are chosen that I feel are good choices for the music. The score that was actually written for the movie didn't always hit for me. It felt a little bit too sweet. Pero I will give this moment. I I liked the choice at this moment because you're looking at a neighborhood that's clearly, like like I said, it's a little... It doesn't look like a great neighborhood. Yeah. But it's 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 being given music. It's down and dirty. Yes. 
but it's it's being given music that's like sweet and gentle and that to me felt like a respectful touch you know what i'm saying yes i think they carried on this uh happy go lucky mm-hmm. uh, sound throughout the film which then felt like it didn't really go it wasn't always needed no it felt little kid tv show esque like it, it felt uh, like i agree oh are we are we watching a disney channel show right now like wizards right. of we Waverly literally just saw a man or whatever choking on bingo balls so yeah so yeah. but this choice did work for me yes because we're getting introduced to the space and to the characters and so you're like yeah sure yeah we're not in the horror part of it of what's yeah. of what's gonna happen so we cut to lupita's home and this is adriana barraza who is a fucking living legend and just get ready to fall in love with this woman in like 30 seconds flat she is fabulous yeah. i literally wrote i like this lady already the at minute, like the, the, moment. the minute you see her absolutely yeah. she's sitting in front of a mirror and we see that she has received a letter which says we want to buy your home to which she says estos pendejos and she's smoking a <laughs> fucking cigar which she puts out on the letter she smooths out her wrinkly face in the mirror and says ya estas vieja cabrona <laughs> That's just so sweet. And on her back, Uh, we see some gunshot wound scars, which she like gingerly touches, but she giggles at them. And you hear like in her mind, you hear the sounds of like when she got shot. Yes. It's like you hear the memory of this moment. And she's like, it's almost like she has pride in it. Like, yeah, bitch, I got fucking shot. Not only once. Like she's got like some scars. She smacks herself. She says, a darle, which I'm going to say is my motto for life from now on. A darle. She puts on some orthopedic shoes and out she goes, out the door. She's on the streets of Oak Springs and she's like saying hi to everybody. But we also notice a lot of home for sale signs and going out of mm. business signs and they're everywhere. Right. There's a going out of business sign like literally right next to a cute little new coffee shop called FOMO Bean. Literally outside the coffee <laughs> shop, there's like a little free library with youths snapping Insta photos of themselves with their coffee. So Lupita says, Hipster de mierda. <laughs> <laughs> and she continues on her morning walk. So like the, the, the idea is clearly this is a gentrifying neighborhood and it's happening fast. Yeah. She comes across her friend Clarence, who is a mechanic who owns the auto shop in Oak Springs. And it seems to me the idea I got was that she stops here every morning for like a coffee catch up with Clarence. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like not only is it her, but also... Mario is supposed to be there. Yes. Also, like they, this is where they like, hey, we're getting together and we're having morning coffee. Daily. This is their thing. routine. Yes. Yeah. So these two are close. So Clarence is working on an old car his dad gave him back in the day, and he's like, "I'll stop working on it when it kills me." And I was like, foreshadowing. We shall see. Hello. They start to shoot the shit, and then Clarence is like, "Hey, Mario, like you said, didn't come in for his oil change. Something might be up." What's going on? Yeah. So we cut to Yolanda's hair salon, where we find Yolanda with a man named Morris, who I, he's trying to fix like a, a, I don't know what this is, a beauty chair? An electric beauty it's chair? The, ch- the, the ones uh, that you put with over the, like, your the, head. The bowl over your head. I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? My my tia Carmen used to have a little um, older lady salon in her garage in San Francisco. That's and she had- Amazing. <laughs> 
she had two little like chairs into sinks where you like yeah, wash your uh-huh. hair and then she had one of those hair drying chairs and I used to love sitting in it and putting the fucking thing mm-hmm. over my head when I was little and singing because it was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And because uh, I was little, oh I kind of could like fit my whole head in there and just fucking start belting into like just uh, hear myself. What a nightmare! As child. Dorothy Zbornak said, <laughs> another piece of the puzzle. <laughs> I just want to say very quickly that Yolanda's salon oh, yeah. is called Yolanda Salonda. <laughs> the best. Listen, I was gonna save it for later, but let's just talk about it now because it's Yolanda Salonda or Yolanda Salonda. <laughs> wow okay i didn't say it in english yeah, i said Solanda. it in spanish though i yolanda, yolanda salanda is so much more effective Stupid, than but yolanda salanda hilar- like if i was walking down the street and i saw yolanda salanda i would go in and shake the person's hand like oh you you fucking nailed it like that is too good so good all right, so Morris is trying to fix Yolanda's weird chair. The idea we get about Morris is that he's like the electrician, I guess, of Oak Springs, and he's sure. quite bad at his job. In comes Lupita, and she very lovingly, in a sassy way that like only Latina older ladies can do, is like, get the fuck out of yeah. here, Morris. Go check on your greasy boyfriend at the auto shop. So he get he leaves. Now, I'm just going to ask you something. Are he and Morris boyfriends? Is that the idea? Or is she just joking? No, I think that she was joking. I think it's like they're BFFs. Okay. I'm going to... There are further things that I was like, what is this? Hmm. I'm curious. And oh, you know, okay. You know, you know I, I me re- with my gay agenda. And I'm gay like, the agenda. world is gay. But of course, I want to be like, please tell me that Morris and Clarice are it an would adorable, be adorable old fart couple. Like, anyway, but we will... It's possible it's not. I don't but think... in my okay. universe, I'm going to say... Yes. Okay. So Morris leaves. Lupita sits down in a chair so Yolanda can work on her hair. And Yolanda says, Lupita, it doesn't feel right. You don't have to go through so much trouble for me. This is my problem. So Lupita turns to Yolanda and she's like, look, I know when your pendejo landlord raised your rent, how much it hurt you. So it just seems that Lupita is planning something for Yolanda, perhaps a fundraiser, something of the sort. We now cut to Dolores's house. We meet her grandson, Caleb, and and Caleb's mom, Raquel. And everybody is fighting. Like, R- Raquel is, like, leaving the house and trying to get in the car and yelling for Caleb. And it's very, like, oh, it's chaotic. Hectic. You're just like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah. So, basically, this is the gist of what's going on here. We discover that Dolores' grandson, Caleb, and his mother, Raquel, have moved into Dolores' house temporarily. It seems that Caleb, the grandson, is kind of a troublemaker. Raquel, the mom, isn't paying rent. She's spending money on trip things like clothes this relationship between like all three is very tense and there is no father in the picture the father would have been dolores's son Son. yes right so we're back at the salon yolanda salanda and lupita (laughs) has like a fucking bandana look going on oh my god (laughs) a mi me encanta mi bandana de gangster (laughs) okay abuela uh, yolanda's like why do you always have to keep wearing this time to change your look honey pero no yeah and she's like y por qué a mi me encanta mi, mi bandana de gangster i laughed so hard because i feel like that felt like like she improvised that line absolutely like she was sitting there and she's like hey, me gusta mi bandana, mi bandana de oh my god 
So in comes Dolores, and we can tell that Lupita and Dolores are good pals. Like, they're just yeah. so happy to see each other. They're very sassy with one another. I love them so much. So Dolores is complaining about Raquel. She says, I don't know what my son ever saw in that pasty bitch. <laughs> Raquel lets Caleb do, that's what she said, <laughs> Raquel lets Caleb do whatever he likes. My son would have raised that boy right. And then Lupita. Pita says, well, Caleb sounds just like his daddy to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. But that's kind of, that's the kind of relationship that Lupita and Dolores have where they can like give that to each other. So one of my tias has a saying that is one of my favorite sayings of all time, which is, yo no tengo pelo en la lengua. Sure. I don't have hairs on my tongue. I say what I want. I say what I feel. If you don't like it, eat a dick. And Lupita is definitely a yo no tengo pelo en la lengua kind of gal. Yes. That tongue yeah, is she... bald. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Dolores, though, she gets Dolores. Dolores, she gets <laughs> Dolores gets really hurt by this. And she's like, look, I did the best I could under the circumstances. And you, Lupita, know that better than anybody else. And then it gets real awkward and quiet. And like there was a moment, too, where we saw like Lupita knows she maybe crossed a line. And yes. like you can see that she's like, I shouldn't have said that. So she turns to Dolores and she's like, I love you, which is so cute. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's very sweet. If Gigi Guerrero at any point is like, you know, I want to because clearly she has like some like she's a fan of comedy, even though this is a horror film. Yeah. I'm just going to put this idea out there. These two actresses, grumpier old women. Grumpiest old women. <laughs> like, just make a third and call it grumpiest old women. Yeah. Right? Totally. Come on now. Because these two, oh my God, I would pay top dollar. I would be their opening night. The best. Okay, so Lupita's like, I love you. Dolores is like, okay, okay. She says, I love you back. And Lupita takes off to the bingo hall, which seems to be actually like a rec center. Yeah, there, there's a back of the church type vibe like you know how this the is side... used for a lot of things yeah the side of the church which is usually like uh just a big hall used for like parties or like whatever yes and uh, that's it's... what they that's what you... this why is. not throw a bingo game in there sure why not especially because even then when she walks in you see that there's an aa meeting going on right or an na i think meeting also who's one of the A's. Oh, yeah one of those so it might be na i think it was na so on her way though to before she gets into the bingo hall she comes across a dark car mm. with a license plate that says Big Winner. Mm -hmm. She also steps on a $100 bill that's covered with that green goop. She says, Wakala, which I was like, Eileen, is that you? <laughs> she picks up the $100 bill. I so big. I was like, Wakala! <laughs> yeah, all caps. Uh, she picks up the $100 bill. She wipes the goop on her sleeve. Yeah, cool. The goop. No. And then she pockets the bill. Once she's in the bingo hall, she walks into the end of this N.A. meeting, and it's being led by this handsome man named Eric. He is so oh, handsome. I could not take my eyes off this Goa just man. Very attractive. Very, very handsome. So, And these two, Eric and Lupita, clearly seem to have a wonderful relationship. They're all hugs and smiles. He very, He's very respectful and loving toward her. Like She seems almost like a mother figure. Yeah, mother-son relationship, it seems. And he even mentions how she and Dolores are legends as they're talking. Yeah. Lupita notices that Eric has Mario's keys, and Eric's like, I just found them hanging in the front 
door. And again, we're like, hmm, Lupita's suspicious. So she asks Eric for his cell phone and calls Mario, but clearly only only gets the answering, answering machine because he's dead. And we quickly see her put the $100 bill into a donation box. So she didn't even keep that for herself. You can tell that because she's older because she knows everyone in town and everything like she knows everything back and forth upwards and downwards like the back of her hand so like any detail that's new or different mm-hmm. obviously is going to stand out to her but also i think this says a lot about like oh this place is stagnant mm. and has been on like a pause for a really long time and like yeah there's comfort in staying in the same place for a long time yeah but it also can cause a lot of problems and i think being a gentrified neighborhood which very often can seem like slow move like mm-hmm. here's one new thing and here's one person purchasing a house here and whatever and it can seem like a slow but all you'll turn the corner and all of a sudden everything's changed every and it's so fast so it's it's a good perspective to have this woman who knows everything so well but this is also like it's not like a building that's changed for her it's like the people the people like when when somebody closest close to her changes she's like this is very out of character yeah so that's what she's picking up on and that's a you know it says a lot about who she is and i think about this movie too yeah Okay, so it's later that day, and we're at this bingo game being hosted by Lupita and Dolores. I want to play bingo. Me too. I would love to play bingo. I've never with been a bunch to... of old people. Yeah. If it... did you ever? My girl. You ever... Yes. <laughs> I. That's exactly what bingo. I was gonna say. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> oh my god. And I loved like. Well, first of all, I just loved that 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 was their date, and it was so sweet. And Jamie Lee and Dan Aykroyd are perfect together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I've ever played in like a hall with so many people and all that shit. Like I would. Yeah. I want to play bingo so bad. When I used to live in Mexico City, very briefly, or my parents lived there, and I was in college, so I would go visit. There was a place called Jack or Yak Y A K, and I would go with my oh. mom all the fucking time. I can't tell you what the hell we were doing there. It was some sort of game that was very much like bingo, Uh and my mom and I would go and play for hours. But it was one of these like huge rooms where everybody's playing, and you're playing for money. Love it. Um, So uh, let's go to a bingo game for sure, is what I'm saying. Yes, please. So we're at this bingo game, and uh, Morris ends up winning. He screams out, bingo. He wins... Free haircut from Yolanda Salanda. But then they call up Yolanda, and we realize this is a fundraiser for Yolanda's salon that Lupita and Dolores put together. And they raise $511.04 for her. I love this so much. This touched my heart. We're outside the bingo hall, and Lupita and Dolores come across that black car again. And Lupita is super, super suspicious. She turns to Dolores, and she's like, look, Mario didn't show up for his oil change he left the keys just hanging in the door what is going on right so dolores is like mario just lost his wife to a long battle with cancer so just let's just give him some space okay and as they walk away in the driver's seat of the black car we see two hands creep
leap out and grab the steering wheel and we hear what I'm going to say is like demonic growling. Yeah, very you know what I mean? very spooky. Spooks. I was like, "Uy, el demonio está en ese carro." Don't go in there. The next morning, Lupita notices a sign posted to her door that says Mr. Big's Bing- Bingo and by the way, the S is a dollar sign. Yeah. Free $100 voucher. I don't know how this bingo, what are the rules? I have no idea. She I have no <laughs> idea. First of all, I was like, how do you win money in bingo? I think if like you line up like a a line or a diagonal, right? Yeah, and then then the center to, I don't don't know. We will find out when we go someday. Go to bingo. (laughs) So she rips the sign off her door. She screams, no mames, hija de la chingada. (laughs) Mexican swears are just... So good, so fun. So good. So fun. And off she goes. Did you see her window? Uh, No. What was on her window? Her her window was just like, oh, the different colors. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. That was gorgeous. So she goes off storming on her morning walk, and we see that these bingo signs are fucking everywhere. Everywhere. So we cut to Yolanda Salanda, where Lupita, (laughs) (laughs) I just have to say it every time, Lupita, Dolores, Yolanda, Morris, and Clarence are there and they're having an old people meeting. And this is basically our crew. <laughs> like, these are yeah. our old crew, like our five people. And everybody- <laughs> Old people meeting. <laughs> that's what it is. Everybody but Lupita says that selling their properties to the rich bastards doesn't sound like such a bad idea, but that they all stayed out of loyalty to Lupita. Right. And then Dolores says, but we're still here. And this turn kind of happened fast because at first it kind of felt like they were kind of ganging up on her to me. This was this was hard to like wrap my brain around because I was like, you guys, she's not any, I mean, not that she's not anything to you. Sure, she's your friend, but like mm-hmm. you have body and autonomy and mind autonomy. You can fucking pack your shit and go whenever you fucking want. Why are you blaming this woman mm. if you're unhappy with where you're living or while why you're staying? Like, is she she's not forcing you unless she was like... Well, I think like clearly the idea here is like out of everybody she's the one who's always been like we have to stick around like we can't let the bastards get us down basically but it's uh, like i guess the idea like the more i think about it is what they're trying to say is like everybody aside from lupita has been like yes you're right lupita but they're much older now and they're at the point now where they're just like you know what maybe it's just time that we just take the money and run right i i guess like they're they're almost at their boiling point is what i'm getting here but quickly this like shifts and they're quickly back on her side i'm going to say it didn't like quite work for me it was a little too abrupt right so Lupita's like, we're going to show up to Mr. Big's bingo tonight and we're going to show this asshole a proper Oak Spring welcome. So they go to the bingo hall. Lupita says, let's go introduce ourselves to this pinche gringo. <laughs> and I just have to mention this because she says pinche gringo and they start to walk in. But then Morris, who is the only white person there. White guy. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. We don't know he's white. And so <laughs> the other, uh, the four of them turn around and all together they go, He's, He's white. white. <laughs> I love that. He's so uh, good. That was funny. 
So we're inside the bingo hall, and it's all black lights and fun colors. And, and this was the uh-huh. same hall, right? Yes, this is the same, but now it's like fancified. Revamped. There's like, yes, there's decorations, there's prizes everywhere. There's a podium, and then behind the podium, a big screen, like a TV screen basically, mm. with a big smiling mouth. Yeah. And on that TV screen, it's where like it announces the money prizes. So they're inside, they're looking around, they're all like, holy shit. And Dolores notices that Raquel is... Is there. So she's like, oh, right. this bitch. So they all sit down and the show begins. Out comes Mr. Big, who is creepy as fuck. You know who he gave me? Huh. Remember in the Tiger King, the guy with the hat who was like the journalist dude who wore like a red leather jacket and was smoking all the time? Yes. Do you remember? I do, who I do, I do. I, yes, yes, yes. He gave me that guy very much. So remember. Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah. I don't know how much you disliked it, but there's a scene at the beginning of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 where two guys are driving an ambulance and they run into a cow and there's a guy who's literally like, cow, cow, this is the guy. That's him? That's him. And then Michael Myers comes, Michael Myers is in the back of the ambulance. He comes to and then cuts this dude's, I think he cuts his head off with a piece of glass. Do you remember this? Vaguely. It's best that you don't. It was hideous. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, what am I doing? So Mr. Big is like, everybody deserves to be a winner. He goes through the crowd. He grabs their vouchers and he begins to stamp people's hands Mm. with like a a stamper thing. I don't know, with a dollar sign on it. And whenever he stamps their hands, you see like a red dollar sign left on the back of these people's hands. He goes up to Raquel and stamps her hand and we see the red ink like kind of weirdly, I'm going to say creep into her bloodstream. Yeah, there's like little um, veiny, veiny. What is it when rivers have like tributaries? Tributaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Nice. Good job. Into (laughs) her hand. Yeah. And just by the way, None of our old people meeting crew get stamped. Get stamped. None of them no. do. So the the game begins and Raquel wins. Bingo. And she wins ten thousand dollars. Mr. Big hands her a briefcase that looks very much like the one that Mario had at the top of the movie. And everybody is like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Mr. Big says, come back every night where the prizes will be even bigger. And he looks right at Lupita and he gives her a hideous smile and this smile this creepy ass smile he the thing about the smile is that he can peel his lips back so far that all the teeth are exposed all his teeth it's it's very kind of jokery i was about to say if this man wanted to play the joker he absolutely could be the joker for sure and like you know i have a thing about teeth and mouths (laughs) and i think (laughs) i think this is a horrible tooth and mouth situation <laughs> but i <laughs> but i think but i think it works so well for this character yes that mouth makes this person he's a good villain oh he totally plays, he plays this a guy good nails. villain so the next day caleb uh raquel's son he discovers that raquel and all her shit including her car is gone so it seems that she has abandoned him and then cut to a delighted raquel she's checking into a roadside motel she's all dressed up in a skimpy red dress she's carrying a bunch of shock shopping bags she goes into the motel room and she goes into the bathroom but then we realize this is all an illusion. And we get a vision of like for real Raquel and she looks like shit. Okay. Uh-huh. 
you're going to have to help me with this. Sure. Because I couldn't tell what was real and what was vision. Okay. Because we went back and forth between like a more green, green tinged moment. This happens in other parts of the movie so she's looking in the mirror and she looks like fucking garbage yeah so is that the vision or is the reality the money and the outfit and all that stuff or is that the vision the vision i believe is the money and the outfit okay well i could be wrong it seems to me like her taking all her shit like that is her under basically like Mr. Big's possession, if you will, Mm -hmm. her taking all her stuff. Because there was an earlier scene in the movie, she basically was like, I want to make a fresh start Mm -hmm. and I want to be a better mother for my son. So my idea is that like all of this, her arriving in the red dress, the shopping bags, all of that is a vision. She's really here in this motel room. Yeah. But that's just so Mr. Big can take her away and get her to do what she's about to do. What do you think? So does that mean she never won the money? No, I believe she did win the money. I believe every, I, but I think like the money is kind of like, it's just a tool. Like it's, you know, it's, it almost doesn't okay. even exist. Like that's part of the vision as well, I'm going to say. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Sure. I could be wrong. I don't think the difference between the visions and what's actually happening is established well enough or or I'm an idiot or like I just couldn't tell. Well, I don't but you're let's... clearly not an idiot. I <laughs> But Gigi, if you ever listen to this episode and we hope you do, please answer our questions for us and let us know uh what the truth is or be like figure it out on your own, you fucking fools. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm. This is what I'm saying. Maybe we're idiots, and it's right in front of our face. So she's looking in the mirror, and like it goes back and forth between her and her cute red dress, and then to like her looking like shit. And Mr. Big is behind her. She starts to tear at the red dress, but we see that in real life she's tearing off her own skin. Yeah, and we we get like a shot of her feet with just flesh plopping to the, to the floor Ugh. and we hear Mr. Big say all the despaired souls we feed off them okay we cut to Lupita and Dolores talking about how Raquel ran off Lupita's like I can't stop thinking about that creepy man from the bingo hall last night she says those flyers were meant for us so we need to find Mario Stat but Dolores fuck <laughs> <laughs> But Dolores isn't into it, so Lupita goes off on her own. Lupita goes to Mario's house, and she breaks in with what a, a baton? Is that what you would call this? Yeah, like a, a, a one of the, those sticks that cops have where you're, it looks like and one. You just go like, whoosh, and you whip and you, it out, and it gets big. Yeah, like a club, I but I was going to say a baton. Club, yeah. baton, nightstick. <laughs> you know what we mean. Like You would hit somebody with it. <laughs> So she uses the baton to break into his house. And when she's inside, we get a little jump scare when we see a vision of Mario kind of in the back behind her all faded. But she looks and he's not there. She looks over and there's like a the picture of Mario's wife that he had gone up to at the beginning is there. And then all of a sudden there's his like his shape is standing in front of it. Yeah. And then she looks again and it's gone. And I totally fucking jumped. Oh, absolutely. So she checks the house and she finds his dead body alongside the goopy briefcase and all those bingo balls. So now we're back at Mr. Big's bingo hall and Morris and Clarence arrive with their vouchers. They go in and they get stamped. And I was like, no, No. don't do it. Also, they play 
play a song here that's like funky, like 70s, like bonk, bank, 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 bank. And I was like, this is a bop right now. I like that. Aside from like the score of the film, like the musical choices were good. Yeah. There were some solid, solid songs that were picked yeah. for this movie. And we also start to notice that, you know, there there are clearly other people here at this bingo game who have their hands stamped. They had them stamped previously and they're starting to like scratch at them and itch at them. Yeah. And so the bingo game begins. Now, this is where I'm going to confess something to you. Confess. I had an edible and then watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Solid choice. I bet that was fun. I genuinely, so a lot of moments in this film, I was kind of confused in because I think because I was not only stoned, but like when we're still at the bingo hall and uh, Mr. Big is like talking to everybody and, you know, yes, we are going to everybody wins, whatever. Yeah. We have a up close shot of his face where he does a smile. Yeah. Did they morph the smile to make it? big or I didn't rewind it because I was like in the moment watching the movie but I was like his smile seems to like they like lifted the corners a little bit it might have been my edible who fucking knows I'm gonna give I'm gonna chalk that up to your edible just to give your edible credit but (laughs) edible credit but it's possible or maybe he's just got a really talented mouth Uh, and that's what she she said said. (laughs) okay We're back at Lupita's house when the power just goes out. She grabs her baton and she goes to inspect and she finds a room filled with red light. And once she's in the room filled with red light, some bingo balls roll toward her and spell out, you lose. She begins to scream and she holds her head as if she's in pain. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings and all of a sudden she opens her eyes and the room isn't red anymore. The vision is gone. So she opens her front door. She finds Dolores there with, I just, listen, it's going to be Dolores sometimes. And she finds (laughs) Dolores there with a bottle of of mezcal. Great friend. Yeah. We then cut to Caleb, who's trying to rob shit from unlocked cars, which, by the way, we did get a very quick scene earlier where we saw him doing this. He just goes up to cars. He tries the door handle. If it's unlocked, he goes in and he robs it. So listen, this kid is making bad choices. He's a bad kid right now. Yeah. So he opens. He finds an unlocked car. He goes inside. He steals some cigarettes. He finds a Zippo lighter with a sugar skull on it. Uh, He steals it and he finds... A fucking glove? <laughs> no. He finds, he finds a fucking, a fucking glove. A glove. <laughs> you take that glove. I wonder what that'll be worth. And he finds a gun in the glove compartment. Wow. But just then, here comes handsome Eric. He finds him in the car and he's like, hand it all over, kid. But Caleb only hands over the cigarettes. So it seems that Eric didn't see him like pocket the rest of the stuff. Right. Eric then tells Caleb that he knew his dad. His dad was like a brother to him. Eric talks to Caleb about his addiction and how he used to do anything for drugs. And he says that every morning he feels the urge, but he makes the choice to ignore it. So Caleb's like, why don't you just leave Oak Springs? It's only old people here. So Eric says, listen, Lupita is like a mother to me. She and Dolores cleaned up this whole neighborhood. Those ladies were like superheroes. They got the gangs out. They built it up. And that's why Lupita is so 
so protective of Oak Springs. Right. I like this because they're giving us more info and just deepening her relationship to Oak Springs and also Eric's relationship to Lupita. And the town's relationship to her. To Lupita. We're back at the bingo hall and Clarence has won, which again, I was like, no, Clarence, not I wrote, Clarence. Sir, you're dead. Oh, man. But the prize is $100,000. So Clarence is clearly freaking out. Morris then calls him a cocksucker. And I was like, the mystery of this gay relationship continues. I was just like, why cocksucker? What's going on here? I love that you're like the mystery of this gay relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to say they're in love. I was surprised at cocksucker mostly because he said it so vehemently that i was like vicious i was like bro i thought you guys were i didn't have the gay agenda so i was like (laughs) i thought you guys were just great friends and so it i was like jesus christ but i think it also was meant because he was stamped and he was like i think it wasn't him Mm -hmm. it was his greed and the want and the I said that the stamp hypnotized them, but like in in that vein, like clearly it's know. entering their bloodstream yeah. and it's and like changing, changing them. them. Yeah, yeah, totally. We're back at Lupita's house, and she and Dolores are drinking the mezcal. And Lupita says maybe Mister Big took Raquel out like he did Mario, but Dolores doesn't believe her. Do- Dolores is like. Well, what did the cops say? And Lupita's like, since when do we trust the cops? And Dolores then says, listen, you were too stubborn to accept that Mario was unhappy here. And he's not the only one who feels that way. When my son got sick, but then she starts to cry. And so we're like, oh, Dolores' son got sick at some point, And that's why he's dead and gone. Right. She says to Lupita, I've fought with you my whole life and we have nothing to show for it. And because of you, we're all going to die here in Oak Springs. These two actresses right now, I was like, you are giving it to me. But I'm going to say this. We didn't need the music. The music was not needed. There are so many instances where it was like a ding, ding, daily ding when it shouldn't have been that. Or it was like spooky music when it shouldn't like it, it it just didn't match the scenes and i agree that this in this scene in particular we didn't need to have a score in the background no. it would have landed so much more if you had just like left it silent these two performers are more than enough yeah to just give us because i was moved by the scene and this the music was a distraction yeah it was a disservice honestly to their performances here because they were so fucking good yeah for sure anyway (laughs) wait i wrote that's that's tequila for you oh it'll bring the truth out will bring out them (laughs) truths bro fast dude i don't even remember last time we were drinking tequila and i was like i'm drunk every five minutes i'm drunk oh god listen stating the facts and the (laughs) truth that's what it is. So we cut to Caleb arriving home to Dolores's place. And it seems that Dolores has left her phone there because it's buzzing and lighting up with texts. So Caleb takes a look and there are texts from Raquel saying, Caleb is your problem now, Dolores. 
But clearly this is just... She's dead, though. These are not her texts. This is a full illusion vision by Mr. Big. Okay. That's what I believe it is. So now we cut to Clarence's auto shop, and he is happy as can be. Oh, honey. So he's so happy. He's working on his dad's old car. He's swigging beer. But same as before, we're like, this is an illusion. Like, part reality, part illusion. Again, I... (laughs) (laughs) We were like, I'm too high for this. (laughs) Dude, I, I was like, is this the edible? I couldn't tell what was real and what was not especially because he's swigging the mm-hmm. his his booze and he's happy and thrilled yes and then it turns into that green tinted shot uh-huh. and that same bottle becomes motor oil yeah so and he's, he's downing swigging, motor oil like, to the point where they cut to him and it just stays on him going like it's crazy i think the the like it's supposed to be like i'm confused is it a vision or is it not like i think that's kind of the intended effect on you even though you (laughs) had an edible was reached like i think that that was what was supposed to happen so the green tint Mm -hmm. is meant to be reality then because why would he die if he was just chugging regular old booze, he would have yes. been drinking that motor was oil. A, like him being happy drinking booze. That is the vision. That's the fake. The truth is chugging motor oil. Yeah. And then also the car fully on at full exhaust. Like, oh, yeah. Like just I was like, this guy's going to kill himself. Even if whatever is about to happen didn't happen, he would have died because of the exhaust. Yeah. So he turns the car on. He looks under the hood and the car. I do not know car. Forgive me, but there's a fan that starts spinning, rotating blades. Carburetor. <laughs> is Girl. that really what it is? <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know what I thought? I was like, fan belt? I don't fucking know, dude. So he goes in with, again, I don't know what this tool is, a wrench. He goes in, and but that's the vision. Him going in with the wrench. So he literally, he's already doused or like downed motor oil. So aside from like the a fumes, bottle. the motor oil, like the man is dead. But just to like really add insult to injury, Cherry on he top. shoves his hands into the fan belt. And you just get a shot of his face just spattered with his blood. Doused. Ugh. Doused in blood. And, I really like this. Oh, this, de- I mean, this is the one. Like, it was very gory and heartbreaking because Clarence is so sweet and, you know, yeah. so this was tough, but also, like, awesome death sequence here. Yeah. In the front seat, we see Mr. Big is sitting there and we hear that little, you know, his voiceover saying, no matter how happy, no matter how content you may be, We've all got that one little thing we still yearn for. You'd be lucky to get out of Oak Springs alive. It's the next day, and we're back at Lupita's house. She puts on a strong red lip, and she prepares for battle. She grabs her baton, and she heads to Yolanda Salanda, but Yolanda doesn't answer. So she heads to Clarence's auto shop, and she finds him all fucking mangled inside. But Morris is there, too, looking through shit, making a mess, and we see that he has stolen Clarence's secret, like, savings cash, I guess. We also, before she goes to Clarence's car shop, Mm -hmm. and right after she leaves Yolanda Salanda, Mm -hmm. Yolanda peeks out of the window, out of her window, in a way that there's something about it now that you see that the town, the people are different. Like, you can see her, uh, Yolanda's eyes are like, there's dark circles on it. Before she looked gorge, and now she's looking... And now there's like worse for wear. Yes. 
We then cut to Dolores' house. She wakes up at her place in her mezcal hangover, and the power goes out. And now Dolores starts to have a vision. One thing about this movie, the lighting was very, you know, the bingo hall turns into this, like, they even say, what is this, a casino? It's very neon colors and bright. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it does do something to, like, the faces of people. Like, uh, there's lots of greens and reds and pink and the lights. I thought it was really interesting the way she used light sources and like the colors and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So she she walks into this red room and there's bingo posters all over the walls. And we see a table all lit up in green. And in the middle of the table, Dolores finds a stamper that's like dripping with green goo. Yeah. And she stamps the back of her hand with it. And again, no, no not Dolores. Not Dolores. <laughs> we then cut to Yolanda. She's locking up her shop. We see the back of her hand is stamped and looks gross as fuck. And she heads off with the donation money from the no. bingo fundraiser, which was heartbreaking. And then, so is that why? Okay, mm-hmm. I just this I also didn't understand. I was like, why is she taking is the money to like go in and buy herself into the bingo game? I guess with bingo, you have to do like a buy-in. Like throughout the movie, we do see people like bring in. That's what I guess like the hundred dollar voucher is. Like you don't have to bring money this time. You know, like I'll Got give you it. the voucher. You can just come and play. But now it's like you want to play, you got to bring money. But the money is is inconsequential. And is that, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and is that what Morris was looking for to do? Is that why he was, okay. Yeah, he was looking to, uh, that's what I think. Like he's bringing, he's he's bringing the money to play bingo. He's stealing dead Clarence's money to play bingo. So like zombies, the residents of Oak Springs herd into the bingo hall. All of their hands are stamped and like gross and infected. And the banda song that's playing. Oh, that was cool. And how they like slow it down and it gets like off pitch like, and you're just like distorted yeah. and you're just like oh i'm just listening to like bung, 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 but then bung, you're bung, not bung. You're but like, then you're like Whoa. oh no that was a cool and choice I was like nobody would use a banda song no, in man. a movie yeah not at least a regular getting go <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely no this was this was a nice choice yeah lupita rushes into dolores's house but she's clearly not there and lupita finds the stamper all covered in goop she's like holy shit she calls eric she's like i I need your help. But then she sees Dolores's shotgun. Hell yeah, go get him, so she Lupita. grabs that shotgun and off she goes. We cut to Caleb outside the bingo hall staring at a poster that says $1 million prize. Puta. I would go. Are you kidding me? I'm going. Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you and fucking to play bingo? Ops, yes. Abs- I'll fucking, I will play. Yes. Stamp this hand. Yes. So Caleb has got the gun that he stole. So it seems that he wants to rob the $1 million prize. And he's about to go into the bingo hall when Eric's, forgive me, Little red Corvette goes rushing by. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it comes to a stop outside the bingo hell. I'm going to say because now it's the bingo hell. Now it's bingo hell. Eric and Lupita get out of the Corvette and they head in. Lupita takes the front and Eric takes the back. But on his way, Eric sees Caleb and he he chases him into the bingo hell. Once inside, Caleb pulls the gun on Eric and Cable. Cable. (laughs) I wrote cable. (laughs) 
And Caleb <laughs> says, with the money I'm going to steal, I can get a better life for me and for my mom. And Eric's like, no, man, this Your shit mom is isn't dead, it. bro. And she's and dead. He thought that he knows that. But, oh, like, but also, know. like, she abandoned your ass. Absolutely. But the idea is, like, the He's kid is having hoping. a turn, you know, and it's like, yeah. I will do this because I, I want my mom. That's heartbreaking. Like, I want my mom yeah. to come back, you know? Yeah. But Eric's like, don't do it. This shit isn't the way. So, again... <laughs> Fuck, again, I wrote Cable puts his gun down. So <laughs> Caleb puts his gun down, but then the lights turn red. Mr. Big shows up and he attacks Caleb. He's got Caleb like in like a, you know, he's got him in his grip and his lips are all chapped and his and teeth, his are, teeth all black. are black. It's horrible. Yeah. And with Caleb in his grip, Mr. Big starts to taunt Eric. He's like taunting him about his addiction stuff. And he, I think he puts Eric into like a trance. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Eric opens his hands and he's got this huge syringe in his hand that says Mr. Big's bingo. This syringe uh-huh. was comically huge. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about... There was something about this kill uh-huh. that I didn't love how it made me feel. Sure. I understand, like, you know, using the fact that his weakness is that's the whole point of Mr. Big. Like the weakness, the people's money, they want it, the greed, and because of that I'll get to, you know, get your soul or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having this man's addiction be, you know, the downfall. I don't know. There was something about it I can't put my finger on mm. why I didn't love it. Yeah. But like having this big ass syringe and then him be like, yes, and then mm-hmm. plug it into his own neck, which was particularly horrible. Yeah. Like it, it, it's weird to say I felt like that was in bad taste <laughs> in sure. like a horror movie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, because it, it's I felt similarly uh-huh. about when Freddie does that with his with remember in yes. one of the yeah, in Nightmare, Nightmare on Three. Elm Street, yeah. He he does that with like he's got with needles, yeah. syringes in yeah, his yeah, yeah. fingers and he like I don't know. I feel like <laughs> there's again, I don't It's like a low blow. I yeah, I couldn't tell you why I feel this way, but like it felt in poor taste <laughs> to have it be like this. I think that's just it shows a particular sensitivity that you have toward the subject, you know? Says the woman who was fully stoned out of her mind watching this I mean, movie, but you weren't still, stoned you know? because you shot shit up. You were stoned because you <laughs> took, like, a, a harmless little edible. But, but still, I, like... I don't know, I like that, that you were, like... Because I also had a reaction to this where I was like, oh, you're going to kill Eric? I okay. was... Sh- I think that's the other thing for me is that I was shocked that he died. Me too. I, I was sad I was that like, he died. I mean, I me was sad too. that I, all of them died. Like, it's it's sad, you the, know. Pero... The deaths in this movie feel particularly personal yeah. because they're older people, most of them, except for, like, maybe Eric. And, yeah. like, they're a community and it's, like, somebody coming in and just, like, destroying it one by one, little by little. And, like, yeah. you're, you're kind of seeing it through the perspective of Lupita where, like, I'm supposed to care for this place and now I, it's, I, it's out of my, our hands. Mm-hmm. Using people's weaknesses to get to them feels particularly personal. Well, 
So if anything, I'm going to give credit to Gigi. She made us care about these characters. Yeah, sure. As where I was, I was sad that Clarence was gone. I was sad to see Eric. Like I did not expect you to kill Eric at all. Yeah. And I was very sad to see him go. And also like, it sucks because I mean, I get it. Like Mr. Big is putting him into like a, a daze or whatever. Uh, uh, right. Uh, hypnotizing him, which is why he makes the choice to put the, to inject himself. Yeah. So unfortunately, Eric is dead. Caleb then goes for the gun, but Mr. Big comes up to him. He offers him a stack of money. Fucked. And Caleb takes the money. Yeah, that is fucked. Lupita, meanwhile, has been in the bingo hell trying to get Morris and Yolanda's attention, but they are possessed and zombified and being dicks. So she goes up to, Dolo- to Dolores and she says, you were right. I let this happen, but it's not too late. So Lupita goes up to the screen with a big smiling mouth. She shoots it with Dolores' shotgun. Hell yeah. She Hell yeah. She then goes up to the podium and she says, listen up. When our neighbors started to leave, I called them cowards and traitors, but I was wrong. I thought that a neighborhood and community were the same thing, but a neighborhood is just a place. Oak Springs is more than that. We are Oak Springs. And when Oak Springs work together, there is not a pinche thing in this world that can defeat us. <laughs> But then she's hit again, like in a, with a pain in her head. Mr. Big appears behind Lupita. He smashes her head down on the podium. And then he points to a tube full of floating money. There's so much Golden Girls in this episode. It looks like the Catch That Dough tube from Golden Girls. Remember? Like, it's just like a clear tube with money floating around inside. Also, he's like, Lupita. Lupita. <laughs> I was just like, okay. So he says, can't you see, Lupita? I'm just like you, surrounding ourselves with desperate souls, fixing the game so they need us. And then we feed off them again and again, still just pushing her face into this podium over and over. He begins the bingo game again, but then here comes Caleb. He comes in, he shoots Mr. Big in the chest. Mr. Big goes flying, and immediately people seem to be snapped out of their demon days. So Caleb then goes to help Lupita. She's all out of it. Mr. Big starts to cough up like green pea soup goop. He crawls toward Ew, Lupita and Caleb. It so gross. It was like chunky. It looked like Ew. exorcist pea soupy to me. It was fucking gross. Yeah. So he's crawling toward Lupita and Caleb. Caleb tries to shoot Mr. Big again, but he's out of bullets. But then here comes Dolores, <laughs> who screams, you picked the wrong community, motherfucker. And she bashes him with the chair. Then here comes Morris, who kicks him in the face. Then here comes Yolanda, literally like a running punch to the face. Yolanda, Yolanda fucks oh him my God. up. So Yolanda, Morris, and Dolores are like beating the shit out of him. I love every second of this. Dolores is like smashing his face over and over and over into a table. They kick the shit out of him as he cowers on the floor. But Mr. Big just keeps laughing. And he says, you think you can beat me? The house always wins. But then here comes Lupita with her shotgun. And she says, I agree with that. Welcome to our house, puto. And she bashes his head over and over and over with the butt of the shotgun. And like blood is just spraying her in the face. It's amazing. And then Caleb remembers the Zippo he stole. And he sets the Golden Girl's money tube ablaze. All the, the money is burning. And now it seems that Mr. Big is scared and hurt. Because it's about the money. It's all about the money. And he's like, no, 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 not the money. Caleb topples the money tube over. Everything goes crashing. The place starts to catch fire. And then Lupita turns to like the bingo ball holder thing where all the bingo balls are like flying and flopping around it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she shoots it. 
She says, game over. Classic lime. Classic. Everybody's running out. And finally, it seems that Mr. Big dies as the money burns. So outside, Morris calls out for Clarence, but Lupita tells him he didn't make it. And at least to me, with my gay agenda, I was like, the mystery continues. (laughs) Everybody's embracing. Yolanda says, what now? And Lupita says... I'm sorry I kept you all here for so long. I was too stubborn to accept the truth. I should have listened to you. This place was never our home. You are my home, my family. It took all of this for me to see that. As long as we are together, it doesn't matter where we go. Dolores kicks her. (laughs) That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. I can't Dolores talk anymore. Dolores fucking kicks her in the teeth. Oh my god, it doesn't happen. Dolores, Dolores kisses her on the cheek, and they all watch the building burn. Fin de la película. However, at the very end of the credits, you'll find a picture, I believe, of Gigi's abuela, and it says, Dedicado a nuestras abuelitas chingonas. You inspire us every day. Te quiero, abuelitas. Which is adorable. Very cute. And that's our movie. Love it. How about some trivia? Yes. Yes. Let's do some trivia. Okay. I'm going to start off talking a little bit about Gigi. Saul, Saul, Mm -hmm. Guerrero. This is from Wikipedia. Gigi is a Mexican-Canadian filmmaker and actress. She gained recognition for creating and directing the 2017 horror web series La Quinceañera. Mm. In 2019, she directed a couple episodes of The Purge, the TV series, and the anthology horror series Into the Dark. Mm. Guerrero has been praised as one of the top emerging directors in in the horror genre by Empire, Dread Central, and Bloody Disgusting. Variety described her as part of the new wave of Latino talent. Uh, She was born in Mexico City, Mexico, and she immigrated to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the age of 13. Her self-described style is gritty, gory, with a Tex-Mex feel. Cool. Guerrero counts among her inspirations the, quote, three amigos of cinema, which are Guillermo del Toro, Alfonso Cuarón, and Alejandro G. Iñárritu, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, she has posed for Playboy Mexico. Okay. And in the very beginning of this film, she does a little cameo as one of the hipsters in the town. Oh, shit. She's okay. the one that gets the coffee spilled on her. Where oh, fucking nice. Lupita's wow. passing by her and she's like, oops, sorry, and spills all over the coffee and that's her. She also directed the movie Culture Shock, uh, mm-hmm. which has garnered her 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Ooh, we, should, absolutely. we should do that yes. in the future. Uh, she created with Raynor Shimabukuro and Luke Bramley mm-hmm. Lucha Gore Productions. Great title. In their website, luchagoreproductions.com, it says Lucha Gore Productions is an award winning horror production company based in Vancouver, Canada, founded in 2013 by Gigi Saul Guerrero, Luke Bramley, and Raynor Shima for their love of making films in the horror genre. Nice. So that's a little bit about Gigi Saul Guerrero. Hey, Gigi. Now let's talk about Adriana Barraza. Hell yeah. Wikipedia says she is a Mexican actress, acting teacher, and director. In 1999, director Alejandro González Iñárritu 
Iñárritu cast her as the mother of Gael García Bernal's character in Amores Perros, mm -hmm. which was nominated for an Academy Award uh, for Best Foreign Language Film. Love that fucking mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. In 2006, she collaborated with Iñárritu again in Babel, for which she received a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. That's Have you seen that movie? I've never seen it. Now she I want to see is... it because she's in it. I remember watching this back, like I guess, 15 years ago. Oh my God, my heart. She's so good. And when I found out that she got nominated for an Oscar, I was like, yes. Hell yeah. I hope she wins it. Oh my God, she's so good. I don't think she did. She did not, but she deserved it. <laughs> Barraza is known in Mexico as Master Barraza for her oh, partnership with Mexican director Sergio Jimenez, known as El Profe. They created the Actors Workshop in Mexico City, teaching and developing their own version of method acting. Wow. Barraza began her career directing telenovela episodes, the actors in which she would also coach. So, And she's actually still coaching. She coaches a lot of actors now with their like accents, uh, specifically to make them sound more Mexican and have a more authentic Mexican lilt. Cool. Uh, she currently operates her own acting school located in Miami, Florida, titled Adriana Barraza's Black Box. The instructors at the school include her husband, Arnaldo, and daughter, Carolina. Mm. She's had two heart attacks. Girl. Fuck! <laughs> Oh my God, take care of yourself. Yes, that's that's tough. Honey. And I just want to uh, go through some fun movies that she's been in, mm -hmm. besides Babel, of course. She was in Drag Me to Hell. Hell yeah. You've seen that one though, right? I've seen that one. Yeah. It's been many, many years, mm -hmm. but yes. She was in <laughs> the 2019 Rambo Last Blood. Ooh. Uh, she was in the Dora the Explorer movie, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Cute. In the movie Cake with Jennifer Han Aniston, which uh -huh. is supposed to be a fucking awesome movie. Haven't seen oh, it. No, same. Uh, last but not least, she was in the film Thor. <laughs> now, I saw that, but I looked it up, and apparently all her scenes were deleted. Yeah. That sucks. She was also in Dark World, I guess. Oh. I honestly don't remember her in either. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'd have to look up the deleted scenes if they're available. Maybe. Okay. And now I'm going to just go through <laughs> some of the cool things of the rest of this cast. Cast mm -hmm. Dolores is, is played by L. Scott Caldwell, mm -hmm. who you may know her as Detective Poole in the film The Fugitive. That's what I know her from. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I first saw her in Lost right. and loved her in Lost. She was fucking awesome. She's also plays yes, very um, memorable. So good. Uh, she also plays Captain Holt's mom in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she's so good at it. Oh, never seen. You have, okay, you have to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine and know who Captain Holt is, and she is so good. <laughs> okay, she's been in so much TV. Yeah, like literally Grey's Anatomy, CSI, Private Practice, like all the TV. TV that you've ever seen in your life. Richard Brake, who played Mr. Big, uh, has been in a ton of like scary, horrible things. Yes. Which is very cool. But most recently, you may have recognized him from The Mandalorian. He played oh. Valen Hess, which I was like, Did yes. you recognize him? I didn't recognize him from The Man Mandalorian because okay. I was too busy looking at- The hot one. The hot one. Pedro Pacal. <laughs> the hot one. 
Oh, that's what it is. She wasn't in the dark world. Adriana was just in Thor. Oh. He, Richard Brake, was in Thor the Dark World. Oh, I see. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, two Thors? <laughs> Come on. But most notably, you will recognize him as the Night King in Game of Thrones. Which I don't know uh, yet. And I'm not saying you, I'm saying our listeners, because you're a fucking nightmare and will never watch fucking Game of Thrones. Not I will watch thing. it. I will watch it. Are you, Jonathan? Yes, I will watch it at some point. I started it with you and I really liked it, but it was just such a commitment. <laughs> I will get into it. We'll see. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. He's made a promise to watch it. Anyways, he was the Night King in the first few seasons where he, where the Night King appeared, but the later seasons, they changed to another guy. Is that that really horrible white creature with the scary eyes? Yes. Oh, okay. Got it. He's the king of the ice zombies. Ooh. Another actor that was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine was Bertie La Damas, who was our Yolanda. She mm -hmm. plays Amy Santiago's mom. And finally, Clayton Landy, who was uh, Morris, played George Ruit in The Blob. Ah! Uh, who? I don't know. <laughs> One of the guys in The Blob. Oh, shit. Wow. I'll have to look him up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Like Very the cool. one that we watched. We recently. watched recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's the end of my trivia. Lovely. All right. Here we go. So just to add a little bit about Gigi, I believe that we both follow her on Twitter, and our Uike Horror follows her on Twitter. You can find her at Horror Guerrero, and I found that it was kind of like a little treasure trove of trivia for this movie because I found out that apparently that was her dad as the realtor realtor on the home for sale signs around Oak Springs. I love that. <laughs> Which is cute. On her Twitter, you can also find of Gigi's abuela, who this movie was dedicated to watching the movie and she like gets a little reaction of it which is so sweet yeah she said a little something about actor grover colson who played clarence who apparently grover had never had fake blood on him in his long career and so Gigi said to him well we're about to throw a year's worth of flake fake blood your way but whatever you do keep your eyes closed during the take which i thought was funny <laughs> So about luchagorproductions.com, one of the movies they made was El Gigante, which there's a quick scene where you get a shot inside Caleb's room and there is an El Gigante poster in there, uh -huh. which is a cool touch. Cool. Just very quickly about L. Scott Caldwell, who you spoke about, who played Dolores slash Dolores. In December, this is from her, her Wikipedia, in December 1984, Caldwell was struck by a car while hailing a cab on Columbus Avenue in New York. Ah, oh my God. She suffered a severe back injury and was unable to work for nearly two years. Her first audition after her recovery was for August Wilson's Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Her performance as Bertha Holly earned her a 1988 Tony Award. So Hell what a yeah, comeback. girl, get it. What a comeback. Very quickly about Bertila Damas, who you talked about, Yolanda Salanda. She is a Cuban-born American actress. So you mentioned all the things that, you know, what you knew her from. But to me, as I was watching the movie, I was like, I know this woman. And so for me, her best known role is as Renalda Skirinisu, which I believe the character was supposed to be Brazilian in this movie. So Renalda, whatever. 
in the movie Nothing But Trouble from 1991. Do you remember no, when we watched this movie? No, no, <laughs> no. I no. love this movie so much, and I know you really disliked it. We, we watched really it. Really disliked it. You saw it for the first time last year, but I've been watching it since I was a kid, so it's just a gem in my eyes. That's her. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. Yeah, and, and she, you're right. Amazing. She is supposed to be Brazilian. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. And that is my trivia for today. Fantastic. How about I ask you some questions? Please. Johnny, were you scared? No, not really. Were you? Not really. No. What was your best scare? When Lupita breaks into Mario's house and he's kind of standing ghostly in the back, that definitely scared me the most. Was that, that the same was for you? me yeah. too. I totally jumped. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. uh, who was your favorite character? I've got to give it to Lupita and Dolores. The two of them together, powerhouses. I just love them both so much. What about you? Yeah, they were great. And I'm going to give it also a, a nod to Mr. Big and his creepy self. I thought he Hell did yeah. a good job at being a villainous villain. Yeah. I also want to say that uh, in general, his smile was uh, also a big scare for me. I yes. thought he had, uh, and that one, whether it was my edible or not, that <sighs> smile, whether it was <laughs> I'm going to have to go back morphed and check. or whatever. Yeah. That smile was particularly devious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your best line? Lupita saying, welcome to our house, puto. What about you? Hipsters de mierda. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a second tip of the hat to, I mean, me encanta mi bandana de gangster. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best death? Oh, it's got to be Clarence just getting his hands all mangled and downing the mortar oil, all of it. That was awful. Me too. Yeah. That was mine as well. Yeah. And did you learn anything? No, I don't think so. Did you? No. No. And finally, how many ooeys do you give this film? I'm going to give this movie three ooeys out of five. I really enjoyed myself. I wasn't really scared or even really creeped, unfortunately. There were like stylistic choices that weren't quite for me. Again, some of the music really took it out of me, but the movie stands on its own because of those five, the meeting of the old people meeting, the five people, like those five are solid, but Dolores and Lupita are just the icing on the cake. Like they just were so wonderful to watch. So that's that's why I'll give it three out of five what about you i'm giving it two. Oh, okay. just i feel the same as you do in that there were some stylistic choices that just didn't land well with me the music thing was weird yes mm-hmm. the caleb storyline felt very uh Tacked lost on. amongst like yeah it was just mm. like i didn't care for him like i i you know, I, I, yeah. it would have been a relationship that I think, you know, to give Dolores a lot of Dolores a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, weight or whatever behind it. I think uh, we relied a lot about hearing and not seeing the history of this town. Mm. Would have liked to see maybe like a quick scene of these people in their younger years like living and thriving i feel like we landed in the in the town and it's like ending we never saw it 
when it was thriving. We only mm. saw it when it was already in a rut. And I feel like it probably would have landed a lot stronger if we saw how and why this community was strong and why they stayed in this place for so long. I also, I can't really get behind everyone being so resentful of Lupita and having, because they stayed in this town. Like I wanted a little bit more depth to that. Okay. But I do think that it was cast really well. Those two women really are really great. And uh, Mr. Big also very creepy. I think I wanted also maybe like one or two more deaths. Sure. <laughs> like just a little bit more. The scene of uh Lupita in her house with like the scary lights and the balls coming at at her and the scene of her in Mario's house. There was a lot of suspense there and I feel like there probably could have been more moments like that to mm. build tension kind of thing. Sure. It almost gave me like TV movie like maybe like Freeform or Disney Channel like late night movie Nickelodeon late night movie that just happened to be like incredibly gory like I just wanted I don't know I appreciate this like gentrified story I think that's that's an interesting story to build off of I love it having an elder like an elder hero like, yes. like I love The representation is important. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's really fun. Gore-wise, goop-wise, I wanted more of that. And I feel like that would have maybe improved upon. But, you know, I was definitely entertained and had a a fun time. So, two ooze for me. Listen, I'm just going to say grumpiest old women because i can guarantee that would be at least four ooze yeah that that sounds like a solid solid uh, D- dude get on it Gigi. women but have it be a horror instead of just hell like... yeah oh my god yes yeah with El you've Scott got a, you've Caldwell got a genre on your Adriano hands just call them up they do it well great well let's uh head back to our own neighborhoods where we are uh, uh gentrifying on our own <laughs> fucking dicks over uh, here ways I don't know if Astoria is very gentrified. Your neighborhood is very, like, it is very eclectic. It is history rich. It's just like, I don't know, you know, it doesn't feel like Williamsburg or like something like that, you know? I I mean, I I haven't been to Williamsburg in 10 years. I don't know what that place is like anymore, so. It's not Bushwick. Bushwick is now like. mm. Bushwick is the new Williamsburg, basically? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, so I feel good about living in my neighborhood. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for li- listening uh, this week. We appreciate you being here with us as you normally have. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please. I mean, it's becoming a habit, I hope. You know, we love having you I here. I hope so. Yeah. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uikurror on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email, uikurror at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Sonoro for being fantastic. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast. And um, if a weird man approaches you in a big black car and he says, I got a bingo game for you. I think you just go home and back up. Go to the go to the bodega, <laughs> get yourself a scratcher, because I know there's a bingo scratcher Ooh, out there. Yeah. And I think I think you should be fine with that. If Don't... you start seeing green goop everywhere, put that shit back in the fridge because that jello is not ready yet. Listen, put that <laughs> shit in your hair, it'll make it nice and crispy for you. <laughs> 
Yeah. Again, I can smell it. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and as always, Johnny, you're a pleasure, a delight, and the only person I want to play bingo with. I Ditto. fucking love you. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.